and welcome to episode 8 of the Time In Podcast. This week, one we've all been waiting for, Lord of the Rings, finally. <laughs> Joined by Craig and Bundy as usual. How are you doing, guys? Hyped. I'm hyped as well, man. That is a good word. I am fucking hyped for this one. Very hyped. I mean, obviously, we've got to cover the Lord of the Rings trilogy, the Hobbit trilogy, and the upcoming, we'll call it Lord of the Rings TV series. But we'll leave that to the end. And then Craig, I believe, has a quiz for the two of us. I do, yeah. I've got us a little Lord of the Rings quiz. It'll be really short, don't worry. Awesome. Looking forward to that. Let's get socials out of the way. Uh, everybody knows Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, Twitter is at Time in Podcast One. Instagram is Time under slash in under slash podcast. Just YouTube Time in Podcast, you'll find us. Go yep. ahead, listen away. Right. Too excited. Let's get in it. So, yeah. first. We'll, we'll, we'll go chronologically in terms of when they were released so the Lord of the Rings trilogy so we had the Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers Turn of the King I think we can all agree that we prefer this trilogy to the Hobbit trilogy is that right? Yes no, I, no, I thought that was a given but I, I thought we mentioned we'll cover, we'll cover that when we get to the Hobbit so first I would like you guys to pick out your favourite one of the three movies Easy. And, and why? Yeah, 100% Fellowship of the Ring. Why is that? It just, it just literally, it's got the best moments in it. It's got arguably the best soundtrack to, to any of the three of them. Hmm. It's just, it's just like, it, if you watch the first Lord of the Rings and tell me that you do not immediately after it want to watch the second and then come, <laughs> you're lying. I agree with you there. It is, it is, it is the only ever film that is no even a, it doesn't even end really mm-hmm. it, it ends but it doesn't if that makes sense it's just an amazing film it does everything right it's the perfect first film for a trilogy and it's just it's just simply one of the greatest films you've ever, ever ever watched I like that you feel almost immediately immersed in the world while exactly. watching Fellowship it, of the Ring if they had fucked the first film it would not be what it is yeah probably they flopped yeah what about you Craig? See, you want to say The Return of the King because so much happens in it. Um, <laughs> but let's be honest, the last hour of The Return of the King doesn't need to be there. It, do- it, doesn't, it doesn't need to be there. It doesn't. I know you are going to go mental, but it does not need to be there. It ties up but a few loose ends, but it doesn't tie them up by much. You know what I mean? It kind of advances the story a little bit. It doesn't add too much. You don't need it. But let, let, Hey, this is my answer, take, not yours. No, no, no. Let me just take this moment to say... Um, my time on the Seven Podcast has been great. I will now be leaving, so Craig's blasphemy. We're um, accepting applications for um, anyone interested. <laughs> Looking for a new useless bastard. <laughs> no, Someone who will not know the analytics or the plugs. <laughs> um, so, but there's no iTunes. So, True. Craig, what's, what's your favourite? So, for me, it's I just rewatched them in the last two weeks. Um, I binged all of them during lockdown. And for me, it has to be um, the two towers because the Battle of Helm's Deep mm. is fucking incredible. Um, the build up to it, the the fact that it's done at night, but it shows you how long and how tired some that battle would have been. Because if you actually realise, see when Gandalf, big spoiler, Gandalf and Rohirrim <laughs> come to save them, what? <laughs> it's, it's daytime, so yeah. they literally battle a whole night. And the simple things as well, but shut up you. Um, Bundy spoke about the power of 
music and sound. One of the best scenes is just at the start of the battle, and it's where it starts pissing down with rain, and you hear all the rain bouncing off all the armor. Mm. The armor, both on the Urukai and um, men, the army of men. Um, yeah, for me, it, it kind of breaks that barrier of the second film cursed. Like, there's always this thing in movies that yeah. the second film is always worse, and there's very few times that the second film leads up to the first. And I think The Two Towers continues the really strong narrative in The Fellowship of the Ring, but steps up a level when it comes to the scale and size of battles. Tell you something underrated about The Two Towers. One of the, for me, one of the best scenes, and I agree with Bundy, The Fellowship of the Ring is a masterpiece. At the end, when Gandalf shouts, you shall not pass, I love that they include that in the second movie as well. It's that fucking good. <laughs> and then the time of that. I'm with you, Craig. Two towers for me, hands down. Uh, narrative, the bat, the scale of the battles. It's not something you see in movies or TV shows that often now. The scale of that fighting was just out of this world. Think but, of the scene where um, they're in uh, Isengard Tower, and it's um, what's it? Warm tongues, the guy's name. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, they look um, over the balcony, and the, he show um, he gets shown the army. And it makes him cry. Because mm-hmm. he's never, it's, I think it's just a shock value. It's like, oh my god, I've never experienced numbers and a, a force like this. That's when you know it's going to be massive, the actual fight. That, and um, when you get to the two towers, it's almost like the groups all break off and they've all got their own narrative and their own tones to each sort of thing. They're all in different areas of the Middle Earth. I quite like that. So, moving on to the next bit, I have to ask best battle slash favourite scene? From the from the original trilogy. Okay, so, we know yours, mate. Uh, no, so the, the, I just wanted to also side note, right? If it wasn't going to be my my like my first answer, if it didn't exist, it would absolutely be the the, the two towers battle. But particularly when the elves joined, because what a fucking absolute scene that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be the battle of Amon Hen. The first, the in the Fellowship of the Ring, um, I, I said this in the very first episode, uh, but pretty much when um, the Urukai come and they're looking for the hobbits, um, and they're like, Thorn the Halflings! And then uh, Boromir's away on a wee walk with them and that, uh, uh, and that's like the whole like Boromir um, death kind of situation, and then when Aragorn comes in and fights the Urukai who Kills Boromir, and it's just, it's just class. It's just unreal. Nice, um, Craig. I forgot the question because I was so immersed in that answer. Because I actually, I actually visualise everything Bundy says that, and it's like the factor that he says in the first episode that when where the scene is that um, the knife gets thrown at Aragon. Yeah. It was actually he didn't know it was mm-hmm. actually real. Like it was a total mistake, and it could have killed him. Um. Sorry, yeah, I, I was totally lost in that. If you go back and watch it, he does look shocked. That's right. <laughs> yeah. uh, the question was best uh, battle or favourite scene? Best battle over it. Yeah. The answer is the Battle of Helm's Deep. Um, favourite scene for me, that is a difficult, difficult one. Um, oh, <laughs> it's. I, I, I know, I I know yours take it. I don't know, I'm struggling. It's one that you can. It's one that you can relate to. It's when it's when Eowyn takes off her helmet and goes, "I am no man." That is pretty uh, badass. I, no, I do uh, know what it is. We were talking about it before we started recording. It's it's what? the final. It's the battle of men. Um, when the Rohirrim are at the top of the hill, 
Oh, huh. um, and the charge down. That's that's my favourite scene in Lord of the Rings. Mm, I think my favourite battle and favourite scene are different. Favourite battle has to be, like you say, Two Towers, Helm's Deep. It was just iconic, the scale of it, the way it flowed, and it did look like no chance of winning. My favourite scene is when they're running through the mines. Is it Mines of Moria when the, the Balrog appear? Yeah, it reminds me. For me, it's you shall not pass. For me, when you hear when you think of Lord of the Rings and you hear you shall not pass, it's like when you hear I look, I'm your father. You think of Star Wars. When you think Winter is coming, you think of Game of Thrones. For me, that's the line that that sums up uh, Lord of the Rings for me. Uh, I, that's a fairly quick start. Have you guys got a favourite character from Lord of the Rings trilogy? For me, it was Gimli when I was younger, but as I get older, I think Ian, Ian McKellen's performance as Gandalf is second to none. I think he's absolutely brilliant in it. Mm-hmm. I, I, tough he's day. <laughs> it's strange, but we're, we're going to have a lot of the same answers, but fuck it, it's because we're right. Uh, Gandalf, by <laughs> a mile, favourite character. Yeah. If there's got to be a close second, it has to be Sam, just because he's loyal and he's just a good guy. You just like him. and. Let's not uh, forget. Wait, I don't like any of the hobbits. What? You, you don't I, like I, Sam? I, I, I didn't mean. No. I didn't mean Merry and Pippin because they're funny sometimes, like with the whole like second breakfast meme. That's that amazing. But I, I fucking hate Sam so much. Eh? Sam is a fucking bitch. I'll make you hate Sam right now, right? So see, spoiler alert for a very old film. Um, <laughs> when Frodo gets captured by Shelob, Sam defeat Shelob, who is one of the most powerful mythical creatures in Middle-earth. Right, that's the first part. Then, he goes to a tower, which is full of orcs and Urukai, and manages to walk through the front entrance, has no previous experience in battle, kills them all, and saves Frodo. Explain. How does that make him a bad well, guy? It's because, it's, because of the, it's, because, it's because of the way... That um, he's actually through the entire franchise um, putting a spell on that, Mr. Frodo, every fucking 30 seconds. <laughs> no, I don't Mr. think Frodo, you can dislike him. It, it, it would be messed up. Mr. Frodo. No, I think your problem with Sam isn't actually with Sam then. Your problem's with the plotline. It's not, it's not anything he did. No, he was I determined to save that. his friend. It's just it, it, it's just hard to look past um, Gandalf. Oh, I, 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 I agree, Gandalf. Yeah, I do really enjoy John Rice Davies' portrayal of Gimli. I think it's funny that a guy who's like six foot four is playing playing a dwarf. Wait, 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 wait! He's six four. I think he's six four. Yeah, <laughs> he's taller than me. Like if you think um, it was one of his one one of his most famous portrayals of a character in film was in Indiana Jones, and he's a he's a big strong guy in that as well. Um, I thought it was really funny, and what he went through for makeup, I think it took like four hours to do his makeup. That that he was the, allergic to. Yeah, that uh, yeah, and um, really? he was allergic to. Yeah, he had all these Jeez. issues. Um, so he needs a special mention as well. So yeah, but you just can't look past Ian McKellen. What was the name uh, of the guy uh, that played uh, Aragorn? Because he sort oh, of fell Virgo, off. Oh, Virgo. Vigo. 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 Don't, don't, don't even slaughter my man Vigo Mortensen, all right? Because Aragorn is my favourite. Has he been in anything since? Hundred percent. 
I don't think so. He's been in a few films, I not nothing to the scale of Lord of the Rings, but he's been in a few. I wonder why, because usually when you get a lead character in like a big movie franchise, they're you know, booked out for other movies and TV series <laughs> within months. He's kind of like Keanu Reeves, he's just a normal guy, 100% normal guy. They're just so cool. And he only got involved in Lord of the Rings because he liked, he liked Lord of the Rings. But uh, Aragorn's my favourite character, 100%. I think he's just like, if, if there's ever been any series or, or film, anything at all, where someone genuinely deserves to be like the king and end everything, it's mm-hmm. him. Like, I don't, I don't remember watching that and at any point being like, you know, I'd, I'd prefer maybe this guy is the king. No, it's, it's absolutely Aragorn. 110. Hmm. He's just your stereotypical hero, isn't he? He just fits the stereotype perfectly. He so, just, he, even like, he does it in a way though that it's not cringy. It's yeah. not that, oh, here's exactly. the hero and here's his woman and oh, he's all righteous. Like, he has got a bit of the human side to him. And if you look at Fellowship of the Ring, which is obviously Bundy's favourite film, mm-hmm. he's he's that almost rogues, roguish sort of character. He's this um, ranger, this strider name that he goes by. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of it kind of shows the lead up to him becoming king, which again, going back to something we touched on in a previous episode of Game of Thrones, he's relatable because he's got that human side. He doesn't just walk in and go, I am the hero, I'm here to save the day. Yeah. I mean... I, and he, and, I and he's, and he's really like... Um, he's really like... What's, what's, the, what's the way to put it? So... For example, see when see when they fight the wargs and he gets knocked and he gets knocked like off the cliff and that kind of stuff. He's mm-hmm. like that's like kind of like him and you see him in dire straits. But then he's also funny at times as well, mm-hmm. where like he'll just like make he'll get he'll give the character other characters a look and it's just a wee bit funny. Like before or he throws like, Gimli. Like see when, <laughs> all right, and exactly what I was going to say. See when he, he looks at Gimli and he's like, "You want me to throw you?" And he's like. And then, but uh, I, and, but you've also got like the fact that like he's he's the first one in, like the, the turn of the king, then mm-hmm. probably the, like, one of the last scenes, uh, the last battle, and he's just like, listen, we're out here, let's fucking do it, and he just starts charging, and you're like, the the uh, literally the, the epitome of what a, a, a hero should be in a film, hundred percent. That's a very cheesy line though when he goes, Frodo. Or at the end, he goes, my friend, you're about to know one. That's quite good. No. Yeah, no, I, I quite like the, when he charges anymore, though. I think another underrated scene with him is um, ah. sort of Return of the King. You know when they go into the Dead City? And the the ghost mm. king yep. swings the sword at him. And he said, impossible, the sword is broken. And then he holds it up to the, the ghost king's neck and says it, it was remade. That was For me, that was incredible. Love that. That's I mean. Like, thank, thank you. Thank you, the, the dialogue. Right, uh, like three words. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's just class. He's just a boss. He and and he's like, because he goes in and he, he, he tries to kind of be like, listen, I'm the fucking boss. He's he's, he's like, my name's Aragorn, son of son of Arathor, and he up to us, you do him. And then <laughs> that guy's like, I don't care, I'm a fucking ghost. And then he's like, like, and then obviously he kind of like calls them out at, towards the end of that. He's like. Oh, you fulfill your oath, and he's like, "What say you?" and all that kind of stuff. He's like the polar opposite of Boromir. They turn up. That's what uh, I think. Yeah, is it? Well, Boromir's a cool counterpart. Kind of he's so no, both good character, both good fighters, but just polar opposite. One's kind of good, one's 
sorry, in the grey area. If ah, you he's, ask on the, me. He's, he's on the on the board, or uh, he's as bad as you can be, but still be considered a good guy, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, Anti-hero. I know, yeah. So what, that covers the original trilogy. What I wanted to talk about was how, firstly, the Hobbit. It's not made in the same way. It's more, how should we word it, cartoony. And the way I see it is that Fam- family friendly. Anyone who likes the Hobbit more than Lord of the Rings tends to also like Harry Potter. In my opinion, <laughs> that's what I've found. Mm-hmm. Do you guys agree? Where is the scone? <laughs> well, for a start, you see plenty of memes and. Don't get me wrong, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings are absolute gold mines for memes. That's that's one thing you should recognise straight away. <laughs> uh, the, the bad guys in The Hobbit are no more intimidating and no scarier than the Lord of the Rings ones. The Lord of the Rings ones are actually a lot better in my opinion. But what I did like about The Hobbit is at the end of it, it flows into The Lord of the Rings really nicely. There's that overlap, if you like, and I think that's brilliant. I think that's something the franchise does really well. Like I said with uh, the scene where Gandalf says, you shall not pass, and then they see him fall in the first movie, but then in the second, you see that scene again and it continues on, so it all links and flows really well. That's something that's completely underrated, because movies often leave big chunks out in between. Not a fan of that. The, the thing, see, the thing for me, though, see the first... Sorry for doing the I was just saying the, the, thing, the thing for me right, is, uh, is you two especially will know how much I love Lord of the Rings, right? I absolutely love the, the trilogy that is the Fellowship, the Two Towers, and the Return of the King. I didn't really like the Hobbit. Eh? I, 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 at this point, present moment in time, could not tell you the main the main dwarf's name. What? I, like, I just I have no idea. Thorin, son of Thrain. I know. Son of Thor. He's. he's he carries a he carries a, a two by four around him for a for, for a shield. That's it. That's what I can tell you. I remember the bits with Legolas. I can remember the bits with Gandalf. I just did not. No, I just did not like the the Hobbit. Well, I was going to ask of the three, what's your favourite movie? But I, I just wanted to see if you guys were the same. If you're with your girlfriend and it's your turn to pick a movie, and you say Lord of the Rings, they go, "Do we have to?" And then <laughs> you say, "Fine." What about the Hobbit? And they go. Alright then, and they're more okay with that? Do you guys find that? Um, I've tried to make Steph watch Lord of the Rings countless times now, and she always falls asleep, which um, breaks my heart every time. <laughs> I, what about I'm the Hobbit? Lie, she's not watched The Hobbit, but see, the first time, I'm like Bundy, the first time I watched The Hobbit, I watched it thinking <laughs> that it was going to be Lord of the Rings. Hold on, let's not let that go. But, you uh, said The Hobbit, and I'm sure that's a fish. The halbert, the halbert, the halbert, the large fish. No, sorry. Um, um, I'm just letting him get a second. Wait on. I just imagine the halbert fence thing. Make a fuck off sword and steal a bead like a halbert. It's just not a safe place. You can't mispronounce anything. Anyway. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I, what I like to ask, <laughs> same question as before, yeah. out of those three movies, which is your favourite? Do you want me to start? I personally, Desolation of Smoke, in, in my opinion, it's just, there's not really a big battle, but there's enough exciting parts and storyline that it's interesting, you've got Legolas coming into it, so obviously a nice 
was going to say throw back, but throw forward because the, the Hobbit's actually set before it. Um, you, you realise what's happening in the Gandalf side of things with darkness coming back, the way they, they word it. And then you've got them reaching the mountain eventually and dealing with the dragon. You, you get introduced to Lake Town and I, I just I find that really enjoyable. Don't get me wrong, I, I really enjoy the other two, but that's my favourite. See, I was going to touch on before Bundy had a mental breakdown was that um, when I first watched the Hobbit trilogy I anticipated it to be Lord of the Rings and I didn't enjoy it but Aye. I've recently watched the Hobbit and I've treated it like a different franchise and I did enjoy it mm-hmm. um, because the one thing that I don't like about the trilogy is that the CGI um, orcs etc mm-hmm. I think the makeup in Lord of the Rings is so good um, and it's so realistic. Why have they not played on that in I know. the Hobbit franchise? I, I mean, is it budget? It because I don't imagine that would be an issue for them. Surely it'll cost more doing the CGI, though, mate. But either way, uh, money shouldn't be an object to a franchise like that. No, but when it comes to when I rewatched it, um, the Desolation of Smaug I think is the best film again. But I'm going to say the Battle of the Five Armies because the final battle in that. I would argue is one of the best battles in Lord of the Rings as a whole, Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I think it's a very, very strong battle, Great. and it's got lo- it's got so many different dynamics to it. You've got the dwarves, you've got is it the world eaters they call them, the worms, earth eaters, the earth eaters. Yeah. You've got. Well, hold on, run through the five armies. So you've got dwarves, elves, men, men the orcs that come with Bog, and then the orcs that come with Azok. Is yeah, that right? The Mordor, orc, the Mordor orcs and yeah, but um, See, and Billy uh, Connolly, <laughs> which is Billy fucking Connolly gold. <laughs> oh, he's brilliant. That that's the thing though, right? Because like, I just like, I don't know. I just there was something about the fact that see see if there was, and I know this is so like. Like going to be the weirdest answer ever, right? But you've got Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli. And and they're the main three fighters in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, right? And and then you have the dwarves and the the this the uh, Hobbit. Uh, um, but for me, like like Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, when they fight, they will kill a lot of stuff, but it's still kind of realistic. When they dwarves fight, man, it's like they're they're annihilating everybody, like literally everyone, and like. The part you just said about Billy Connolly, the guy, whoever that character is, Dave. comes in on a pig with a hammer and starts like, like just like bopping folk. Basically, it's no done in a way that I watched him was like, oh, this is cool. It was just like, oh, this is family friendly. I think you need to like, do what Craig's done and watch it in isolation. Watch it completely separate from Lord of the Rings to enjoy don't, it. Don't treat, don't treat like a lot of fantasy. It's like country. Yeah, and. But but this is but this is the thing though, right? Because I, I, the reason I love Lord of the Rings so much is because, for example, right, when when in the two towers, when Aragorn is is fighting, like when they break through the wall, he's fighting at the front on the front lines along with the elves and that kind of stuff. Like he's properly fighting, he's toiling, it's nitty, it's gritty, it's 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 proper battle. Whereas like in in the Hobbit, it's always just like they seem to be just one shot and stuff. Like they'll just like swing that the, his sword once or a hammer once, and it's just like that's that how indeed. Whereas Ar- Aragorn, like if you remember when he's fighting the Berserker, he takes like a good two minutes to kill it, 
mm-hmm. and then he only kills it because his elf pal that I can't remember his name um, gets nailed and then he's like oh shit I really need to get there and it's like and even Legolas in The Hobbit as well if you remember the thing that totally like I thought nah surely no is when he's and he's when Legolas is fighting and he and he like runs up the rocks that are falling. Oh, it's when the tower falls over to make a bridge. The tower falls over to make a bridge and then the bricks thing. start falling out and he's stepping on the bricks as they're falling uh, through the air. I didn't like that. That was probably the one bit that exactly, made me cringe. Yeah. Um, and I, and I, I know that Legolas has done some shit in the two towers. He slides down the stairs on a shield, but even that's at least like do you know what I mean? But like stepping on that's like nah, man, nah. So so for me. I would say the favourite would be would be the Deathless and the Smog because at least I can believe a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to ask. Oh, that's the the three movies. We've all agreed the best one is the, the second one of that trilogy. Mm. I was going to ask, what do you think the best battle is? But there actually is only one, to my knowledge. So we'll go best fight slash favourite scene if they're not the same. Uh, it's an obvious one, but when Foran finally fights um, Azok, that's yeah. uh, a brilliant scene. We see when he's under the water. That's quite pierces, creepy. Pierces his blade through his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's funny what we've been saying about how the Hobbit franchise is kind of that family friendly aspect, but see that last sort of half hour of Battle of the Five Armies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you actually looked, how many people die? Feely so and Keely, and which are yeah. fairly significant characters, because essentially they're yeah. next in line to be king after Thor, after Thorin. Yeah, obviously there isn't like blood and gore, but some of the battle in in these scenes is quite quite graphic for the Hobbit as well. Mm-hmm. So I just think that scene is really really powerful, and the fact that Thorin obviously dies after it as well makes it even more powerful because it's kind of like the dwarf's last leg. Because let's be honest, after that, going into the Lord of the Rings storyline, mm-hmm. the dwarfs don't do much. No. They hide away in the mountains, they don't really have much of a, a history or a, a story to them. That's really where their story fight finishes, so I think that's quite powerful. Do you remember when they, they actually go to, go through the mines of Moria and uh, the, the sort of cracking thing tries to pull them into the pilly water outside it and then they go in because of that? This is in, sorry, this is in The Fellowship of the Ring in the original trilogy. And then they go in and yep. Gimli's saying uh, obviously Gimli's dad is in The Hobbit. There's a little nod back to it when uh, Legolas captures him and says, what is this goblin mutant? He goes, that's my wee lad, Gimli. And he just gives that look. <laughs> but uh, when they're in that, in the Minds of Moria, he says, my cousin Balin. So they eventually find he's his grave. Balin becomes king. Balin becomes the king, and the beast, the guy with the white hair, the older one. Yeah, the big Scottish, I believe, because I heard him narrating a, a program. Not long ago. I, I recognise that voice. <laughs> Where from? And then um, it's his uh, grave that's within the mines of Moria, which is uh, when you really uh, there's more significant watching that after you've watched the Hobbit. So I, I do think it's worth watching both. If nothing else, it enhances your experience watching the, the original trilogy. Well, um, yeah, in the in the original trilogy, you hear so much about the elves, mm-hmm. and there's quite a lot of story to them. It's just nice to see the backstory of the dwarfs, because the Lord of the Rings franchise makes you think that the dwarfs are quite simple, greedy, which they are to an extent, mm-hmm. but it shows that they can have quite a 
quite a human side to them as well when they do have values. It shows, shown, I think, especially in the last Hobbit film. I couldn't agree more. It also shows that elves were cunts at one point. <laughs> I mean, don't, yeah, they were. They were bad. Um, men portrayed quite well in The Hobbit by Bard, who's also the same actor was in the Fast and Furious movies. I think he played quite a good role in it, eventually bringing down the, the dragon with the windlands. I thought that was a, a cracking scene, or with yeah. a black arrow and a makeshift windlands, if you like. <laughs> Who does he play in the Fast and Furious? He plays Owen, Owen Shaw. I don't, I don't know who he plays in the Fast and Remember the Fast and Furious that was set in London? Oh, is that him? Yeah, that's Bard. And then, um, is it Luke? Uh, Luke? I only know him as Dracula. He plays Dracula. In a I, I know him as Dracula. I was thinking Dracula Untold or whatever yeah. it was. See, that's what's weird. He's in a few big movies and then all of a sudden he's in all of them. So, you know... Aragorn for the first one, I thought he would have been blown up and gone into lots of big things, but hey, oh, he's got his money. He'll, he'll not be bothered. Uh, so Bundy, what's your favourite uh, scene or the best battle and or fight in the tril- Hobbit trilogy? Um, I would probably say. I just I know it's maybe a, 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 a bit of a corporate answer, but. See the first time that like the proper see like, young Bilbo and Gandalf because it's kind of like mm-hmm. similar to how Frodo was with Gandalf too. Yeah, I, I do quite enjoy quite that. A nice like, I think they bridged that quite nicely because when you see Bilbo and and even the Fellowship of the Ring, like you you he's obviously write his book and stuff like that. But you kind of like I remember the first time watching Doubt, why is this idiot writing a book? Do you know what I mean? But then after you watch that, you're like, oh, Bilbo got up to some some stuff. Some like, shit. Um. So I am going to say like what like because it's so similar to to like Frodo and Gandalf, and it's cool to see that Bilbo and Gandalf and Bilbo was like that. So that's probably my favourite scene. Mm-hmm. Um. Battle. Probably. I really don't know because I think he won. Then I'm like, oh wait, remember when they were in barrels fighting for no? Um, yeah, that's shit. That is shit. Uh, yeah, that's I'll be honest. Scene I like that. Films. I like that uh, scene. Nah. Do you know what's a good one, Bundy? That we've not mentioned is when they're captured by the spiders. See, that's pretty good. Nah, I was going to say, yeah. I the same, but I can't even kind of picture them. Just yes, yes, yes. Sorry, I. So see, see when he's firing the big ballast-looking arrows. Yeah, the black uh, arrows. Yeah. Uh, uh, see when he's flying them, it's small because it's kind of like mm-hmm. it's like nobody's really been able to take him down. Well, he's, he's firing normal like, arrows. Like, There's only one black arrow which his son eventually brings. Uh, yeah. I it's like, but like he's like hold them off, holding them off, and mm-hmm. then he's like he kind of like actually manages to kind of no, no, no. I don't know if it's like an injury or like some proper fuck some, but the fact that it's like a human get man against. Small is quite cool, I think. The fact uh, it was um, Bard's, some sort of relative that what was his name Gillian, who was the defender of the the city of Lake Town at one point, and and was um, firing the black arrows at the dragon the first time it was there, and that's what loosened the the scale underneath the left wing, I think it is, and that's eventually where Bard fires his arrow to kill the dragon. I think um, for me, the favourite scenes of it. Where are you going? I was going to say, am I saying, uh, is is it the Hobbit with the ring race? Um, it's like Sauron and the ring race, and there's like a like a. Mm-hmm. It's like 
the orc jailer like comes in as like and Gandalf's like captured. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Is, yeah. is that the Hobbit? Am I thinking? Yeah, yeah that's the Hobbit. I mean, I think one of that for me that. that's one of my favourite scenes because you get to see Elrond fighting, which is pretty rare. <laughs> that's that's an awesome scene. I like that. And Sir Christopher Lee playing is it Saruman? Saruman. Yeah, getting to see him fighting piece. as well. Yeah, he was a cracking actor was, and an incredible was, amount of movies and had an incredible life. To think some of the little scenes that he filmed for that, he was dying. I know. Because he actually died during it, which is, which is a shame. It's a shame. But a cracking performance in it nonetheless. Plays He's a good role. Because uh, that's probably, no, I think about that, that's probably my favourite battle as well because that's like, because it's like, it's Galadriel was the woman that was thinking in Gandalf, and Gandalf's kind of like fucked. Uh, and then that's when like the ring race or the what are the mm-hmm. you can call them the Nazgul at this point. I don't know. Um, they like are like uh-huh, we're going to fuck you up, and then that's when Elrond and Saruman come. Mm-hmm. They like actually work as a team, and you're like, wait, sorry, what? Saruman and Elrond were fighting? Like what? I know, just because it was set before. It's kind of hard to picture that, but you know what's going to happen further down the line. That's why he says leave Sauron to me. And, yeah. um, but then it's also it's like it's like what you say that's quite a cool tie-in because if you remember, like Gandalf goes to visit Saruman and like mm-hmm. he's like, "All right, my man," and he's like, "Fuck you, Gandalf." So you kind of understand a bit more about that. Yeah, how that came yeah. about. Okay, we'll move on for the the Hobbit. I'd I wanted to talk about this because it's something that um slightly fearful of simply because it could go so wrong as many TV series have done and the upcoming Lord of the Rings TV series which Amazon closed the deal on in late 2017 I want to say and bought the rights for it which was 250 billion the rights for this TV show so the potential release date is 2021 obviously with everything that's happened recently that's likely to move back the way it's set before the original trilogy. There's a five-season se- commitment already worth at least one billion, which means budget, not an issue. <laughs> this, this is sort of Game of thrones level budget we're talking here. Uh, the cast so far, Joseph Mull, so Benjamin Stark from Game of Thrones, he's in it. Mm-hmm. Will Poulter uh, from... Chronicles in Arnia, or We're the Millers, depending on what kind of movies you watch. So they've been cast as two fairly major characters. What, do you, what are you guys thinking about this? I mean, in my opinion, if they've already been committed to five, there's got to be a fairly solid storyline behind it. Budget's not an issue. I don't see any reason that this isn't as big, if not bigger than Game of Thrones, because I would argue Game of Thrones has such a big viewership because of movies like Lord of the Rings and people are any fantasy sort of storylines like that. What do you think, I think Um I think as uh, as time's progressing, TV is becoming almost as good as cinema. If you look at TV 10 years ago, the gap between film and TV series was massive. Mm-hmm. Look at TV series like The Witcher, which a lot of people thought that wouldn't be successful. Look at the quality and um, CGI and stuff in it. It's phenomenal. Um, I know you just touched on Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has kind of set the bar of what um, quality TV shows should be. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think it is quite exciting because I don't think it's going to be the case of, oh, it's a TV series. It's going to be a cheap version of 
the film franchise. I think it's going to be very, very strong. Um, it's just how there's again we touching it in our Game of Thrones podcast is that you need to get that fine line of making the characters relatable. Yeah. Um, and get yes, keeping the fantasy aspect. But what Game of Thrones done is they made um, that viewership from I would argue from nothing. Because a lot the first couple of series of Game of Thrones, it wasn't massive. People were like, oh yeah, it's good. But then it became like proper mainstream. culture, like pop culture on like, yeah, mainstream. Sorry, that's the word I'm looking for. And like, it wouldn't be your Lord of the Rings fans, but would obviously relate to Game of Thrones. But it would also be the likes of someone who might have not watched anything or even played anything at fantasy-esque. I think if they can rectify what Game of Thrones done with their character model, but use the already large fan base they've got and the massive amount of lore and story that they could go down, well, and on a limited budget, mm-hmm. I think it'll be phenomenal. I, I think it'll be really good. I agree. I, I, I've got no doubt that it's going to be good. I'm wary of it because of what, what happened with Game of Thrones. I would argue Game of Thrones got a lot of its initial viewing because of the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit franchises, but more Lord of the Rings, obviously. But I think because of how well it was written, and anybody can sort of enjoy the things that are happening in it without being a fan of fantasy or anything, and that's why it became so mainstream. Because it was that good. Mm. No reason this can't be as good, if not better, potentially. Look at the mistakes Game of Thrones yeah. made. Go look at The Witcher. Mm-hmm. Look at The Witcher. The Witcher is obviously a very well known game, but I've got people like my dad. My dad's 60 year old and he goes, oh, I've been hearing loads about that Witcher, I'm going to watch it on Netflix. <laughs> I think a lot of that is like down to the success of Game of Thrones. And it might be the case of people go, oh, Lord of the Rings, that was the fantasy films about elves and orcs and all this nonsense. Mm-hmm. But I think there'll be more of an acceptance of watching it because of what franchises like Game of Thrones and The Witcher have done. 100%. Paved the way a bit for it. I think... Yeah, definitely. I think the, the one thing that I'm no, no, I am actually worried about, right? but I, I'm not sure if it's full worry yet, but obviously G.R.L. Tolkien was, was, was the way before, but his son Christopher Tolkien was was the one that was like that curated a lot of Tolkien's work in order for it to be made into a film and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he he died a wee while ago. I don't know if any of you know that, but he died not that long ago. Um, and that's like that's been quite a big thing that like they said to start with, like because obviously they were they had looked to him for quite a lot of like the material and all that kind of stuff, and I'm sure. There was I can't I can't quite remember, but there was stuff on the news saying that like it might be a struggle for them to get some of that material because it's kind of tied up in his family and all that now, mm-hmm. um, and they're not being as easy as as, as, as people would want. Um, but I I think that like if if it's done right, the fact that it's going to be looking at like different characters and people are saying that um, that uh, John Malfi's that 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 played. Um, What's he? What was his name? Um, in Game of Thrones, Benjamin. Um, they're saying that they think that he might be, um, like Sauron and stuff like that. Like, which would be really cool. Like, and to get to see that side of stuff. So, I think that if they if they give it like a good bash, then I'm going to be definitely up for watching it. I mean, look at look at TV shows like Vikings and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. if they yeah. if they can do that, and if they can make other TV series as up there as the Game of Thrones, I'm hopeful. Is Definitely because it's all the rings anyway. We're in agreement. The first season's going to be a success because there's going to be loads of geeky people like us that are going to watch it. But 
the hope, I think, to tie those in, you have to have some of the characters that we know already, and it's in it's in the world, it's in Middle Earth that we're aware of, set before, well, very I far before. So I, I, no, I think there has to be some overlap. I think there has to be maybe younger versions of themselves because this will maybe come into your quiz a bit because I believe there's ages involved. The age of some of the characters in the movies, yeah. there's, there's surely some of them that go back to this point. And there's 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 um, see what there's like a big thing obviously because it's still going to be set and, and they say that they'll be filming in the Shire, like the, the Shire will be part of it. Mm-hmm. And they've also they're going back to New Zealand, which is where a lot of Lord of the Rings was filmed. So mm-hmm. it's going to still be very like very similar. Which I'm glad about because I uh, because if they had used a different aesthetic, I think it would have been really weird to watch because it would not have really felt like Lord of the Rings. So my only worry is is that if you use the main character arc. It's very hard, for example, to look at Gandalf and not think Ian McKellen. What I, what I think they could do is bring new characters in with stronger storylines, or maybe characters in Lord of the Rings that weren't that important, and allude to characters, so like mention, so say, for example, it's a bit like what you said in The Hobbit, Ewan, when they give the little Easter egg to Gimli, Yeah. obviously with the photo, they kind of play on that and lead to they sort of lead characters in that sort of way. I, I I totally agree that they need to introduce people eventually, but I think certainly maybe in the first series that they just allude to them or maybe someone mentions saying, Oh, there's talk of this um ranger in the north, mm-hmm. um, who's the right to the king and all this sort of thing, depending on the timeline. Uh, I just think it's difficult to say, this is a TV series, this is who's playing Gimli, this is who's playing Frodo, yada yada. And I don't think it will be that anyway. No, 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 sure not. And like you say, it's almost tricky to do that to relate it. I'm trying to think, mm-hmm. did they ever mention in the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings trilogies that there was a, a battle or any wars that they could have referred to that would maybe take place during this? So the one where the ring um, is actually taken off of Sauron's hand, I don't know if that would fall into this sort of timeline. I don't We don't know enough yet, but even that would be pretty incredible to see that sort of thing. That would make sense. That would make sense, uh, I it, think. It, it would be cool because we, we obviously know a lot about Aragorn, and Craig, this is kind of touching on what you were saying, because we know a lot about Aragorn and that kind of stuff, right? But we know some stuff about Isildur, right? But we don't know really that much about Arathorn, who was Aragorn's actual father. Mm-hmm. So is it going to be, because obviously the age of Aragorn, as he, Arathorn could absolutely be around, and he could, it could be that they focus on Arathorn and how he's setting things up for his son to follow him kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, which would be cool. You've also then got, got, got characters like um, Haldir, which is, if you remember, Aragorn's elf mate for the two towers. So maybe it could be like a younger version of him and Aragorn and how they like how they got to know each other or maybe allude to it or whatever else. So. I, mean, I guess we're all in agreement that it's, it's definitely going to be in the past because you can't really... No, they've said it's going to be in the past. They've already said yeah, that, yeah, but yeah, they've yeah, not yeah, said how yeah. far in the past. They said it'll be quite far. So is that before yeah. Saruman, Gandalf yeah. and Radagast? Is it, you know, it, yeah. they've, they've got that flexibility, yeah. but it's set in the same world, so they know their parameters. It's Just saying, remember, yeah. time in Lord of the Rings is very different to our aspect of time. <laughs> that's, that's there's there's big clues, big clues for the quiz. <laughs> we'll move on to that just a quick second. Um... You know how we spoke about Game of Thrones and we said it was easier when they had a script? Mm. So from what Bundy was saying, they won't have so much of a script here. 
is that a good thing or a bad thing? I'd, I'd say, arguably, it's good if they know that from the start and what fucked up Game of Thrones was that they had material to a certain point and then they had to try and tie up what they had. Whereas if they're writing it from the start by themselves, they can sort of plan it out all the way through at the end. I think, like, like to be fair, I think they've got an absolute wealth to go by solely in the books where that if, if, if they wanted to, if they had, like, any good producer or, or whoever it would be, an editor could sit down, look at look at the books and fill in the gaps while still remaining in the lore of Lord of the Rings, 100%. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, the fact that they've got that source there, I feel like it'll be... That'll good be good enough. Because uh, It'll be good because they'll have that to refer to, and it will save big kind of like, oh, why is that? Do you know what I mean? Kind of questions or, and I think it will make it easier to tie up loose ends because it might be that, say for example, um, say they go and, and it's going to be a seal door and you see him in the series, but they don't ever really end the story kind of thing. At least you know he's king and he defeats Sauron. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? So they don't really need to tie stuff as long as they keep it in the war. I don't think they can do something that recent because you almost know what's going to happen next and it's no following I, a different I mean, storyline. Like, but, but like, it's like, if he was like, to appear in there and, and like, say, say it was like an Easter egg and they was like, oh, this is my mate, still doing like, all right. But like, they, they don't need to do anything with that because you know what happens. So as long as they keep in the law, they mm-hmm. don't need to like, really like, put too much effort into certain things. Right, so to summarise, we're all pretty positive about it. We're fairly sure it's going to be good. Are we going to watch it anyway? Probably. I mean, <laughs> you could not watch it. So to finish up, or before we finish up, Craig, you've got a quiz for us. I'll hand over to you, my man. I do, yeah. So I wanted, to, obviously, the three years I've probably shared with you guys listening that we're all massive Lord of the Rings fans. But one of the big things that a lot of people don't realise in Lord of the Rings is how long that period is over the three films. It's something like 30 years or something. What? It's around that sort of line. It's the time period from the Fellowship of the Ring to the Turn of the King. It's something insane. Anyway, time time's not the same in Lord of the Rings, so there's a big problem. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a character. I'm going to let, obviously, um, one of you guys answer and then the next and I'll alternate it. Whoever gets the closest to this character's real age and I'm going to tally up the score at the end when we do our first live recording, and I have the beer already, the winner is going to get a four-pack of Innocent Gun beer that is sitting on my desk. <laughs> Bundy doesn't like right? beer. So there is a prize here. <laughs> so if Bundy well, loses, Bundy. he has to drink it. As punishment. Deal. So, starting with Bundy. Bundy. Uh-huh. Gimli's age. I, so, also, disclaimer. I said this to Craig right at the very start. Right? I did have the top trumps for Lord of the Rings. I do not have them anymore. Right? But I'm going to say... About 120-year-old. Okay. Just to give you some concept, guys, I had to look up loads of different information pieces on this because the ages do slightly differ, but I've kind of brought it to the nearest average. So It's the best um, research you can be doing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you and yourself, what do you think? I'm trying to use maths here, so 
<laughs> Bilbo looks middle-aged in The Hobbit. Then it's his 111th birthday fellowship of the ring. So, uh, Gimlin was a wee boy in The Hobbit. I'd maybe say 130, just to go slightly higher than Bundy. So, Gimli's age is 140, so Ewan gets the first one. Yes! Get up, you Bundy. Next so question. Bundy, you, you can redeem yourself, and I would argue this is one of the hardest ones. Um, Must be an elf. So your, your, your favourite character, Bundy, Aragorn, mm-hmm. what's his age? I am sure. I'm going Bear in to... mind, time runs differently in Lord of the Rings, so don't look at it from a normal man's perspective. No, 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 I'm not. I, I'm sure. As far as I'm aware, the turn of the king is 80... I have what to say, 88. Okay. I'm not sure of that, because I remember the top trump, I can remember it, because he was, it was Aragorn slash King Elisir, and I'm sure it was 88, because he's ferocity, or something, ferocity or aggression or something, I was like 86. Okay. What are you going for? 86 or 88? Okay, Ewan. Um, this is tricky. This has skewed me after hearing what he said. He uh, does have grey hair at the end of the Return of the King, so I'll say 70. I'm going to give a bonus point here. Okay. Bundy, Aragon is 88. Oh, yeah. That's really impressive. That is, that's impressive. I was so, like, like, um, he's ferocity, he's too, too low, and I wasn't sure, is his age 86 or ferocity, is 88, like, I don't know what, we don't. I couldn't believe, seeing you said that, I was like, he is totally Googled that, but no, that's impressive. Um, next one, you and I'll let you go first, um, Frodo. Oh, uh, what do you think? By the end of, no. They're all older than you think, but yeah. Ah, oh, I, I think two, I'll go. I'll go two hundred. No, 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 no. I can't be right. <laughs> we need well, to. Gimli, Gimli, I'll say. I'll say ninety. I'll say ninety. No, I'll say ninety. Right. Okay. Ninety. That's what threw me there. Right. <laughs> so, here's my thinking. Right. I just want a number. No, but no, but again, you're going to get a number. But this is my thinking, right? Because he says to Bilbo on his birthday that he's not even half his age. So oh. it must be. I'll go forty-five. It must be. Must be forty, forty-five. And it would, doesn't look, you're saying he doesn't look at so I'm going to say forty-five. So the correct answer is fifty-one. So it's a point to Bundy. <sighs> Fuck you, Bundy. Half your way, you choose the system. Oh, that's <laughs> fair play. Um, picking that up. I've got. I've got. I've got. Going into, I've got one more sort of normal one, and then I've got three that I'm not going to appoint because they're mental. Unless if you get any of the mental ones, I'll, I'll, you win the beer. But <laughs> um, Bilbo, so if Frodo's fifty-one, how old's Bilbo? Hundred and eleven. And it's no, but that's in the Fellowship of the Ring. Aye, because remember he goes to to uh, Bolnir or whatever. Oh, it is. right, hundred and fifty. Goes hundred and fifty for you, Bundy. I think he's going to be so much older than that. Eh? Oh my god! They said the span um, of the movies was thirty years. So he's the hundred and eleventh birthday in the first one. That might not be accurate, by the way. It's roughly. A, well, roughly. One off one. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. One. So you're like one hundred fifty. Bundy, what are you thinking? 
Oh my god, I'm going to say... Okay, say hurry up, because I'm starting to think you're Googling. 200. 200. 200. No, 200. I'm, I think you're right, but 200. I'm going to go way higher than the correct answer is 120, so it's a point to you. Oh, right. That's two each, so give us a tiebreaker to finish. It's, a difficult it's one. A, it's actually free. It's actually free too, because I gave Monday a bonus point for Aragon being spot on. Ah, so fuck it. No, no, we're not doing. Oh, whoa, whoa, we're not doing bonus points here. <laughs> right. So this, I'll do this. So there's three characters, okay? Right. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to ask Elrond and Gandalf are similar ages, but Gandalf's age isn't really known. So if you can give me a rough sort of ballpark of how old they are, I'll give you a clue. It's fucking mental. It's nothing near the other characters, so you and do you want to give us a rough ballpark of how old you Elrond Gandalf sort of is? They're quite similar. Uh, I feel like it should be in the, the hundreds, but no, I'd like say th- 700. Fuck it. I'll give you a clue, mate, it's in the thousands. Ah, shit. Why are we getting close? You got a bonus point, fuck off. Alright, fine. All right, fine. fine. <laughs> So, That's helping you as well, your clown. Um, yeah. Three thousand. Three thousand. Bundy. This is for Elrond. El, El, I think that I, we see when you're saying they're similar. It's through me because I thought they were really, really different. Eh? They're quite similar. Elrond and Gandalf. That is. Went to the same I'm school. Say... I remember the. I'm trying to the card, the top trump card. Come on, I'm going to say six thousand. Six thousand. The fucking ancient. I'm really impressed, actually, Bundy. He's six thousand five hundred and eighteen Elrond. Jeez. Right. So, three two Bundy. Um, three two Bundy. Um. So Gandalf, you and John have a guess at Gandalf. He is. When I say he's close. It's close in comparison compared to the rest of them, but there's a lot seven thousand. So do you think? First of all, so seven thousand. Okay. I, I was going Monday. to say. I, th- I was going to say because that's what I was saying. You threw me off because I thought Gandalf was like one thousand eight hundred, one the two thousand two hundred, like somewhere in that range. I thought it was like because I know that, and this is an R. I don't know, but I'll not say this. Maybe an R question at all. I thought that's for it. Gandalf Sage Bundy. About eighteen hundred. I said he was close to Elrond, but if that's what you want to say, that's fine. So, you're going to love this, Ewan. Yeah. There's no real, they don't have an official number, but everyone says 7,000 plus, so I'm giving you a bonus point as well, which means these are both on four, so this is the time. <laughs> ah, here, we go, here we go, here we go. So, Legolas, similar to Gandalf, his age is unknown, but it's in a rough bracket. Now, it's not to the extent of Elrond and Gandalf, it's nothing to that extent. But he's significantly older than the likes of Gimli. Wait, well, we say Bundy, closest to the median of that bracket. Yeah, try to get it close. Right. It's not it's not as crazy as Elrond and Gandalf, and it's obviously older than Gimli, Aragorn, etc. Yeah. Uh, fuck knows. Um, three three thousand. Can I just tell you, I said he's obviously not in the same bracket as Gandalf. You said was 1,800. And you said 3,000. Because Gandalf was 7,000 plus. I, but I, I thought, I thought, I honestly thought that Gandalf, uh, sorry, Legolas was older than Elrond. I thought no, Legolas was like 7,000. Eh? 
Right. So I'm going to say 3,000. That's what I mean. I just need to be thrown out, I guess. I thought he was right, on the other one. I'll say 700. And the beer goes to Ewan. Legolas yes! is in regions of 500 years plus. It's quite difficult to remember. There you go. So, um, oh, one day is punishment. To Ewan. I think you need to drink one of the beers at our first ever live episode so everybody can see how much yeah. you dislike it. He has to down oh, one of the beers. Down it. They'll... Happily, happily, happily. Look at well, it's crazy. See, <laughs> see, when you look at the ages, you're like, wow. That's this mad. Is... The Gandalf one. Elrond's pretty crazy as I... well. I mean, you could argue really that by the end, thought... Gandalf's only a couple of years old because he's Gandalf the White. <laughs> True. True. Straight True. facts. Yeah, that was a little bit of fun. I enjoyed that. That was good fun. Didn't worry about that. Hey, so... You guys happy with that? Tired for thinking up my outro. Yeah, um, yeah, I was. That was that was obviously fun to talk about Lord of the Rings. I could talk about it a little more depth. Would you believe? Though we talked more about the Hobbit than Lord of the Rings. I think it's because we're actually all in agreement and that Lord of the Rings is a a masterpiece actually, and that we all like the same things about it. I mean, would you mark it down for anything? That's maybe something we should have spoke about. The scene with Sam. Ah, oh, fuck when off. He I like Sam. Fucking beat, when he beats G-Lob and then takes over a whole tower. <laughs> Look, more um, Lambus bread. <laughs> Quite like that. <laughs> what, what do they put in that Lambus bread? That's that's what I really need to ask. Uh, one of the best things as well, anytime anyone mentions potatoes, <laughs> boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew, that's what you reply. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> oh. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Tune in again next week. We should have a very special guest for the next episode. We'll keep that secret. We'll start dropping hints on social media nearer the time. Uh, mentioned our socials right up at the top. So thanks everybody for listening. Cheers, guys. Cheers. So thanks for listening to the Time In Podcast. What's, what's podcast, precious? Oh, <laughs> <laughs>